If the buyer directly asks a question, has there been any termite infestation, and the owner does not reply truthfully, this again is what gets everyone into strife. G'day and welcome to the Making with Miles podcast. I'm Miles Clark, where we have a chinwag about all things related to building and construction, renovations, extensions, that sort of stuff, as well as the real estate industry through the lens of a building inspector. We've got two formats to the show. We've got the shed, uh, which we discuss all those things in regards to construction. And we also have the journey. The journey is where we discuss things about personal development, all those odds and sods, uh, because I like it, I'm interested in it, and guess what? You will be too. So in this episode of The Shed, we will be t- discussing material facts. What are material facts? Why do I care about material facts? Well, it's bloody important if you're selling a property. What a material fact is, more or less, it's something within the property itself that you are selling, that you are aware of, that can influence the price of the sale, more or less. It's very important that these things are put into the section 32 and disclosed upon, because if it is not, um, you can cop some hefty penalty points. And as well as that, this also falls onto the real estate agents themselves. So if you are a vendor and you disclose something to the real estate agent, the selling agent, as soon as you let them know of any sort of material facts in the property that could be substantial, this has to be disclosed to potential buyers or the agent is up shit creek, no paddle and uh, in some big strife. What we're going to be discussing are what are material facts and then go down the path of action steps to sort of take that I see being completely fair and reasonable based on my experience, based on being the one that does pick up some of these major defects and the negotiations and conversations that I had with clients uh, through that negotiation process when the contract of sale is implemented. And then we'll go from there. Some examples of material facts are listed as we go. A known current defect in the structure of the building. Obviously, if there's any major structural concerns or major defects within the property, say there's a shower leak, say there's been major structural movement, things like that. If this is not disclosed and you are well aware of it, you can get yourself in strife. Next, the presence of asbestos or combustible cladding. This for me is an interesting one because asbestos cladded structures was normal back in the day. And from a builder's inspector's point of view, the presence of asbestos and combustible cladding, in my point of view, isn't a risk until something happens, okay? Until someone drills into the wall, things like that. But this also goes for other things like stone bench tops, concrete slabs, all these types of things when they're messed about is what can cause issues. Combustible cladding, things like timber cladding that have been oiled over the years is another risk. So, Again, things like that have also come up as material facts. Other than that, uh, obviously termite infestation. If you have had termites in the property before and you are aware of it, again, this needs to be disclosed as material facts. It also comes down to if the vendor, uh, sorry, if the buyer directly asks a question, has there been any termite infestation and the owner does not reply truthfully, this again is what gets everyone into strife during this processes. Uh, other than that, a significant natural event that has occurred on the property, such as a flood or a bushfire. Again, this is something I do come across quite often where I have walked through properties before and it's pretty obvious that there's been a flood because the back bedroom, back cupboard in the walk-in robe, skirting is all swollen up and it is impossible for any water to get there other than a flood. So these things do come up quite often and it is hidden from potential buyers and it's probably something that needs to be at least 
understood by the buyer. It doesn't mean you don't have to buy the house or the house is going to fall down or it's anything bad. It just comes down to if anything's been done about it, which is more of the important thing, which we'll get into. Next, a history of pesticides used at the property. Other than that, any restrictions on access to the property that are not obvious during an inspection or on the plans of the property, such as a truck curfews. Good to know. Any building work performed on the property without a permit, very important one, and any serious crimes or other hazardous events that have occurred at the property, such as a homicide or the construction of a meth lab. Seems completely fair and reasonable. Now, all these things in particular, some vendors are going to have no idea that it has ever occurred to the property. And the more that you probably don't know, the probably the better it actually is in your uh, point of view. For real estate agents, as soon as they understand any of these issues, as soon as anyone questions them on these things, they have to give a truthful answer or they're the ones up shit creek and they have more to lose in this situation. Because one, most people already feel that real estate agents are holding back a fair bit so they can just get the sale. And the other thing I see often is that transparency actually does pay off in the long run. I've done many jobs where I've picked up major structural defects. I've noticed that there's been flooding. It's obvious that there's been termite infestation. Now, these suck for the vendors. That's completely fair and reasonable to understand. But what I found during this process, if you have any of these issues at hand, is more or less being transparent and having a bit more education and knowledge behind it to make the buyers that are coming into the property more at ease of purchasing the property. The a perfect example here is asbestos. When I do come across asbestos, I mark it up as there is asbestos or potential asbestos. I don't say burn the building down and start again or you need to wear a mask inside your house. It's more or less an understanding to help educate the person when they are purchasing the property that there is a risk here. There is a hazardous material and it's only hazardous if you are cutting into it playing around with it, stuffing around with it. And again, this also goes to other things like we've spoken about in regards to these new stone bench tops concrete itself you've got silica which would be a whole new thing mdf which is pretty much every brand new house now every skirting every architrave every door even door panels everything like that okay so it's a bit of a gray area i feel like there's a bit of a balancing act associated with it again you need to be clear and be transparent with people as best as practicable if you know if there are any issues present to help mitigate these issues that do come up in the long run with regards to major defects if the shower is leaking and it's pretty obvious all right, and the vendor is aware of it. I am always so confused as to why that wasn't really expressed to the potential buyers. And it usually, I come into the picture itself. I raise it as a major structural, uh, I raise it as a major building defect, and based on that, they might be getting the shower rectified, or they might be getting the whole thing a, a brand new bloody shower base. So sometimes they get like twenty five thousand dollars off the house, which is crazy. It doesn't cost that much to fix it. But again, that can that can hinder the vendor in in the long run. Another probably important one is regards to building works that have been done without a permit. Now, pretty much most things are going to need a permit. Small decks, small verandas, modifications inside, alterations, things like that sometimes do not need permits and you can get away with it. You know, even retaining all over a meter, you're going to need a permit. Okay. So with regards to things like this, when you are purchasing a property, it always comes down to buyer beware. And what I see as well is that the vendors themselves want to try hide as much as they possibly can and just hope it all gets pushed through and hopes for the best. And obviously there are insurances now in place for buyers who have purchased a property that has had an illegal structure built 
and then something happens, you know, six months down the road, the council come around, knock on the door and tell them that they've got to knock down and pull down their pergola in the backyard because it was built illegally. In those situations, if you were already aware that it was a tr- structure that was built illegally, your insurance policy there means nothing. And as well as that, you could then fall back onto the vendors if they said nothing about it and built it themselves. This again is material facts. So this is something where you could go for the vendor for something that has caused them a lot of heartache. And this is why you'll find most vendors are pretty open about it. Yes, we built it without a permit. And then it becomes more or less who's going to take the risk going through the process of buying that property. All right. Getting a building permit put in place after the structure has been done is uh, possible, not impossible. It's hard work. It's a pain in the ass. It can cost a fair bit of money. And Sometimes when you go through that process, you might actually need to rebuild sections of it because it is technically non-compliant. Because sometimes people build things five years ago and then something changes with regards to the regs and as soon as they want to get a building permit, it has to be for today. And then more or less, that's when they're in strife. So if you are selling your property, be aware of material facts. Be aware of all these things that can come up. Okay, if you continue to lie and hide and all these types of things that can come back and bite you in the ass, And if you are a potential buyer, ask the hard questions. Has anyone died in the house? Has there been a flood? Because if the real estate agent is aware of it, they will have to tell you about these things. So ask all the hard questions. Ask if there's major building defects. Ask if there's all these types of things associated with the structure. I'm unaware as to what a real estate agent does with regards to the section 32. If they get it, read through it, get themselves around it, and then have a conversation with the client. I like to think that they would, but read that section 32 in there really should disclose as much detailed information as practicable with regards to any of these material facts that could be at the property. So when you're out buying houses, always be mindful of it, always be careful of it. As well as that, make sure you're getting the building inspection done on the property because there's so many shitters out there and we spend so much money on properties these days. You make sure you want to get your money's worth and you're not buying an absolute lemon of a property. Other than that, if you find this valuable at all, please like, subscribe and share. Get it out. And uh, if you have any questions, please leave it in the Spotify Q&A section. I'll get to them and uh, do an episode on them so you can uh, get some more value. Other than that, take it sleazy. Have a lovely afternoon and I'll see you in the next one. Let's go.